Are you with me? I'm with you, pal. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so Boo Boo had his kid the other day, yesterday. Man, holy smokes, Amazing, bro. dude. Baby boy. He's got a house full of girls, and then boom, baby boy. I know. Boy. That's the first thing I thought of. I was like, man, he's finally got some backup in there. Yeah, man. I don't know how you do it, bro. Oh, boy. I mean, I've just got the sass of one daughter. Um, I don't understand. Like, two sassies oh, running around this man. place. They fight like nobody's business. I'll tell you that much. I mean... My kids do the, you know, brother, sister, sibling mm-hmm. kind of arguing and stuff. Yeah. But I, I just know that it's just, it's got to be different. I mean, it could be really cool, but boy, yeah. when they argue, it's just, it's like they just keep on and on. I mean, all day. <laughs> um, are we talking about any of the fantasy face-off stuff or no? We kind of made, made an audible, like made an audible? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. God, man. The funniest thing is when we try to do like sports analogies Mm -hmm. and then it immediately becomes apparent. Always wrong. uh, Man alive. But it's, yeah, boy. Called an audible. That's it. What is that? I don't even know what that is. I say we announce that we, well, that's whenever you're like on the football field. You lost me already. uh, Well, just listen. Uh, You have planned out this like play or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then like in the moment, it doesn't look like it's going to work out. So you call like. And I'm probably get it wrong anyway. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, you just kind of change it on the fly. Who gives a shit? Uh, green jacket, yellow jacket. Who gives a <laughs> shit? I can't wait till our kids are old enough to watch those movies, dude. Yeah. The the weird thing is, I don't think those. Uh, I don't know, man. Those movies just don't resonate as much with younger kids. I mean, not younger kids, but like uh, like my buddy Rass. I think we tried to watch a few of those, and it was just sort of like, <laughs> cool. Oh, really. Yeah, I mean, he's he's like, um, I mean, he's in his like mid to late 20s. I mean, it's like 13-year-old humor, so you got to hit it. You got to hit it whenever. You got to strike when the eyes. Yeah, I think it hit when yeah. we were 13, so, it, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, like, I can understand some people not liking Adam Sandler's brand of humor. I get mm-hmm. it. It can be annoying sometimes when it's just him, him just being like, oh, no, no, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. But, like, you can't, deny, like, Chris Farley's pretty universal, mm-hmm. you know, like Black Sheep and Tommy Boy, mm-hmm. man. You know, I, I, I was always, David Spade, like, in those movies was probably, like, the least funny part. But I feel like as I've gotten mm-hmm. older, I don't know, I, I, I pick up on, like, his humor a little more now. Yeah, because he's a sarcastic. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I should have always liked that because I'm a little like that. Kind of a sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... I don't know. I feel I feel like I appreciate it a little more now that I'm older. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, like yes, I think we should just talk about how we decided to kind of make some changes to the list. Okay. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Love it. you boys and girls welcome back to your favorite podcast that would be rad a podcast that majors in 80s and 90s nostalgia comic culture all things paranormal and minors in retro video games tabletop rpgs pre-internet mysteries and raising our kids to be half as cool as we were back in the 80s i'm your host tyler bentz and this is your other host woody brown i'm actually pretty excited about today's show because i do want to talk about wandavision Mm -hmm. yeah me too you know what's funny is most of the time well our our Back in the day, we would just call each other and start talking about whatever. So, like, typically, the way it would work is one of us would have watched WandaVision mm-hmm. and then immediately either started texting the other yeah. and or make that phone call and start talking about what our thoughts were. Now, mm-hmm. that turns into one of us says something about it and we're like, save it for the podcast, don't tell me. <laughs> so now, literally, I have no Both of us have watched it, mm-hmm. you know, episodes one and two. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what you think about yeah. it. And you roughly have no idea what I think about it, other than like I kind of just gave you that sort of fair warning. Which I kind of already had a feeling. Well, the fair warning to like make sure you watch both episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of just the mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. right? And you, yeah, you're right. You were right. Do you want to just dive on in? Yeah. So I'm, this is a new series on Disney Plus called WandaVision, mm-hmm. if you've never heard of it. It's by a company called Marvel Studios, or Marvel Cinematic Studios. Which at this point is just a straight-up powerhouse. I mean, right? Oh, yeah, dude. And I got to say, talking about that and talking about it being on 
Disney Plus, which is, you know, in everybody's homes pretty much. If you have kids. Yeah, the greatest thing that ever happened to parents with children. Yeah, definitely. It's huge. Everybody sees it. It's a it's a giant moneymaker. So I've got to say, when I see stuff like WandaVision, you know, taking some pretty big risks uh, thus mm-hmm. far, at least at least two episodes in, I can really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's kind of, well, first, let me just say this. If you haven't watched WandaVision yet, heads up, there could potentially, we'll try not to, but there could be potential spoilers oh, ahead. Definitely. So maybe if this pertains to mm-hmm. you, go ahead and just press pause and then come back after you've watched yeah. it. Or if you don't care about spoilers, I mean, then, you know, continue. Yeah, on this podcast, anytime you hear that siren like you hear in the background right now, that means it's about to be a pretty heavy spoiler alert. Yep. Okay, now, we'll, we'll give a chance to... I've been trying to work in that siren forever. Take pause. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you just like make up a sound effect that I'm supposed to just find and put it. <laughs> well, it makes it so that like if it's on, if it's like on the record. Hey man, I get. Hey man, I get it. I get it, man. You don't need to explain. I got it. It is kind of refreshing in a way that when I heard that they were going to do WandaVision mm-hmm. and even like the what if stuff. Yeah. I was kind of like, whoa, it's kind of bold. I mean, especially being sort of their first releases as like the Disney Marvel combo, yeah. right? And so, I, you know, I don't know if they are, if Disney's kind of, well, I don't know. I don't know what kind of softened their um, potential sort of, uh, not anticipation, but... Uh, uh, projection? No, like, I, I just, it's interesting to me because it is, it's not just like, oh, I know, we'll just make a uh, movie Superhero or, show. or show about like a, you know, obscure character. Mm-hmm. This is like taking to not relative i mean like relatively mainstream now that there've been the the big sort of marvel universe movies mm-hmm. um but making it so like kind of weird and stuff um i thought was an interesting you know bold step but i'm kind of you know interested in in your thoughts just like right out of the gate that first episode mm-hmm. i already kind of know cuz you said <laughs> you did send me a little bit of a text and and so, like, let people know, like, what you're just right, maybe, like, a third into it, yeah. your thoughts are what? Well, so, so my feeling by the time I got to the end of the first episode was, and again, spoiler alert, I was, like, it, 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 it so, okay, let me, let me preface with this. I, as much as I'm, like, into analog and into, like, old stuff i mean we both are into like you know all the like style and aesthetic of like stuff from yesteryear there's still Mm -hmm. that like 80s 90s kid thing that's built inside of me where it's hard for me to watch something in black and white (laughs) a little bit and it's something that i actually don't i don't like that about myself but there there's i I, and i don't know what it is but something about it like just kind of makes me zone out a little bit a little bit Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so by the time I got to the end of the first episode, I was like, okay, this is cool. This is a sort of like niche kind of niche, niche, which one's right? Well, niche. I mean, there's like a million different ones. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I can appreciate sort of the niche kind of like, oh, it's black and white. It's kind of like a leave it to beaver. Scarlet Witch is kind mm-hmm. of like a uh, I Dream of Jeannie kind of vibe where she's like using mm-hmm. her magic and it all these crazy hijinks ensue. Um, right. And I like that, but after like an entire episode, it was like, uh, boy, I hope the whole thing is like, <laughs> yeah, it's this. like I mean, that's, that's kind of like what yeah. I thought, right? All the, but I will say, even though it was still in that vibe, uh, for the most part of the, the second episode as well, mm-hmm. it did kind of expand. It did kind of, mm-hmm. you know, open up with like new characters and like new sort of mm-hmm. set pieces and like I don't know, it, and and maybe a little bit of it was just kind of like getting into the the groove of like what they were mm-hmm. going for. Like in the beginning, it just sort of felt like like okay, we're doing this sort of homage to the campy, like ultra sort of naive and innocent, you know, shows of of yesteryear. And there were a couple like tongue in cheek, yeah. kind of like wink at the camera 
Um, yeah. Little things that I thought were pretty cool, but um, but it was kind of like, okay, w- one episode's enough of like this. Um, but, you know, it kind of grew on me a little in the second episode. What about you? Yeah, same thing, man. I remember, so uh, my wife and I were, were watching it and, you know, probably about, I don't know, how, and then, you know, the ep- the episodes are like around 30 minutes, maybe just a little mm-hmm. less. And so about halfway through, I kind of looked back at her and I was like, I mean, you know, God. Because like I wanted to just Love like, it. you know, watching the trailer and stuff, it, it's just super intriguing because it just, there's like this weird uh, mystery mm-hmm. about it, you know, and, and you can kind of get that, you can pick that up in the trailer. Uh, and so I thought, well, okay, it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting take. And, and like you said earlier, you know, that that fondness for those old TV shows and the, and the laugh track in sitcom right. and, and that kind of stuff kind of helps you. And, and, you know, I'm a little different than you, like black and it being in black and white didn't really bug me. Uh, and, and typically doesn't bug me. It does. However, my, like my wife has no interest in that kind mm-hmm. of stuff most of the time, but you know, because she's watched all the Marvel movies and, and loves them and, and is somewhat invested in those characters, you know, she was able to kind of like sit through. So I think out of the gate, one of my first things that I kind of came to understand was if you have no previous history with these characters, you might yeah, not make it through that first not episode. Not at all. There's no way. Right. And so, you know, it is kind of cool. I don't know if you noticed, but within Disney Plus, there's also like a new kind of thing in the extras there where they do little like recaps of characters mm. and they're going to start doing that. Oh, that's cool. And I think it's to help people kind of understand who these people are with all these new shows that are coming mm-hmm. out. And so when you watch the ones about Wanda and you watch the one about Vision, you get, a, you know, like a very condensed sort of, um, uh, you know, version of their history and stuff. And so you can kind of get a better idea. So that's certainly helpful. But yeah. so there we were like halfway in and I was like, Oh man, am I just forcing myself yeah, to like this? Exactly. You know what I mean? I had that yep. kind of feeling. But then around the time that they had the dinner party, I don't I don't know I mean, I don't know if you remember this part, but <clears throat> I know exactly what you're gonna say. There's this there's this one moment word where she says Well Is that uh, where you're going? No. Oh, <laughs> and so now okay. I can't wait to hear what you, your uh, your thing is, but Basically, and again, I, I watched this like a couple of nights ago, so you know I might not even remember the exact moment that you're talking about. But the moment that caught me, like, man, this is like a little mysterious, you know, is they're at the they're at dinner mm-hmm. with his boss mm-hmm. and his boss's wife, who was like the lady from that city show, I, which was I thought that was I love cool. her, yeah, and, and I like his boss too. That um, was great too. Yeah, that was good. They asked them both mm-hmm. hey when did you meet where did you get oh, married yeah. you know blah, blah blah and they're like um where did we yeah where did we meet and there's this like expression that both of them take right. on that is really weird because it's not like they're trying to cover up a lie so that they don't get caught being superheroes yeah. it's literally like they genuinely don't remember yeah. and they're so they're like just completely puzzled mm-hmm. by that well in the meantime the boss starts choking on like a shrimp or something. I don't remember what it was. what I'm talking about. And yeah, dude. And then there's still this weird, there was this weird exchange between Wanda and Vision. It was almost like they were in this like trance. Yeah. And then finally she's like, Vision. That's the one. Help or whatever. Yeah. That's it. And then that was pretty awesome. And he, I thought that was kind of cool how they showed him like reach into the guy's body Mm -hmm. and like pull out that, that food or whatever. That was kind of like a, I guess a function that they hadn't shown in any of the movies well, um, or an ability. You know. Well, he can he can change his density, which means he can, and this is just off the cuff. I don't have anything, like I don't know the exact specifics of like the yeah. extent of his powers. The but science behind it or whatever. He yeah. can change like his density. So he can, uh, what makes him so powerful is, is he can he can change it to where, I guess he can change like the speed of the molecules moving around. So that's how he can like sort of phase through stuff or how he can mm-hmm. reach into stuff. But then he can also change his density to where he's, you know, like 10,000 pounds. So yeah, if he's like hitting, cool. it's like he can change the, you know, that punch to be something that was hitting you that's like 10,000 pounds or maybe, maybe even more. Yeah, when he does a punch. With a the punch. Or a power drive to the um, No, yeah, you, what you're talking about is the, is the moment that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, the, I like the idea that that all of this sort of like wink at the camera and like I mean we're you know we're looking like for all those fans of like the Marvel movies and stuff like we all are it's like 
anytime you see the vision, he's been he's very sort of I mean that's what he is. He's an android. He's he's a robot. robot. He's very like you know, sort of flat, you know, if you will. And I think Paul Bettany plays it. He, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then her, uh, Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, she's very, very sort of solemn and very... Mm-hmm. Um, Control the rage. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and mm-hmm. and she's, I guess technically she's like, well, originally she's Magneto's daughter. Mm-hmm. Magneto and Quicksilver are Magneto's daughter, but you don't really see that on the, on the big screen because of licensing and Fox owns the X-Men universe and then uh, Marvel proper now, you know, owns the Avengers sort of characters. Mm-hmm. So I think they're, what is Maximoff, Russian? Why am I forgetting this? You know, I think so, man. I, I want to say that it's Russian or Eastern it's, European. It's that so. very, so, so her like sort of delivery is very like uh, solemn and kind of that Eastern European, uh, not flat, but just it could come across as like a little cold. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, s- watching this show, we're, we're seeing these characters with little bits of that, but in a totally mm-hmm. different way, you know? So that's to me what was so cool about the dinner scene because it's like, like you were talking about, you know, it's like when they ask him this question, it's like, oh, wait a minute, we don't know how we met. And it's like they kind of, especially I think Wanda realizes like, um, oh wait a minute, like what's happening here? Yeah, exactly. It's like a, it's like a, there's like this glimmer of realization that it's like, wait, that should this be. This is like a dream. Or this is why like can't a, I remember yeah, this? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Almost like the the veil between whatever's going right. on and reality just kind of thins out a little bit there, and there's this realization of like, wait, this isn't yeah, right. Exactly. You know? um, and I l- absolutely loved and um, Olson. I thought her acting was amazing here. Um, mm-hmm. She literally just says vision when. The, the boss is choking on the food. He's about to die. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like that's the, that's the only time you see sort of the, the real Wanda like snap out of this like I dream of Jeannie, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like campy kind of like. Caricature. Which is yeah. adorable. But like it's like she just flip, flips it off and is like vision, mm-hmm. like basically like, you know, do what you do. And he just like yeah. reaches in and. Uh, so it was like it was it was cool. It was like they they were able to like sort of flip off like whatever this sort of mirage or facade is and um, get to it. And then I also thought, well, let's get there later. I was going to say uh, I'm trying to jump to the end of the second episode, but but yeah, yeah. Let's get first, there first, I want to talk about on the on the first episode two other things, two other moments that I want to talk mm-hmm. about. That like so that was kind of the moment right there, the dinner party type thing especially whenever they have that exchange, the weird realization that something's not mm-hmm. right and then he saves them and they leave. That was, and it's funny because essentially, again, sorry about the spoilers, but that's essentially pretty much the end of the episode. And that was when I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. There's, there's something deeper than this sort of like sugar-coated 50s facade, mm-hmm. right? So that's when it kind of pulled me in. And then, dude, I loved the way the two moments after that that I loved was one, I love the way they kind of get in front of the couch and then he like essentially picks up the TV remote, smiles and turns it off. And that's that's kind of like they're we're looking in on them through this television almost, you know, and then right after that, it pulls out and it almost seems like I don't know if it's a military base. I don't know if it's shield. You know, mm-hmm. and it and it looks like someone's watching this show. Right. You know, and then it goes to the to the credits. And, well, so, and it's in it's like in color, and they're watching like a right. little little black and white television, black and white TV, or monitor yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know, and so I was like, "Whoa, man, this is getting this is okay." You know, that kind of hooked me. So, like my, I guess my, especially about this first episode, my fear is people that are, you know, less familiar and or maybe don't have the same kind of fondness that you or mm-hmm. I do about these movies and yeah. stuff or these characters in general. I feel like maybe they're like, well, you know, we keep on hearing about this and man, we watched everything that Disney plus has available with our kids. So, okay, cool. There's something new. Mm-hmm. They give that first episode a try and then 10 minutes in, they're like, nope, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's kind of my fear with that first, that first episode. Yeah, me too. But, I think it was super smart for them to release that second episode mm-hmm. simultaneously because if they hadn't, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'd be super hyped up about waiting yeah. for the second episode. You know and and I mean? again, this is coming from 
huge, huge fans of, I mean, I'm a, I'm a literal comic book artist. So like, yeah. I mean, this is like something that we're, you know, anything new that comes out like comic movie wise or film or show mm -hmm. or whatever is a huge kind of thing for us. So, um, you know, I, I gotta, I, I have to agree to, um, I thought that, you know, and what's funny too, is you even, you sort of preface that, like we didn't talk about it at all, but you said, because we were about to, we were going to watch, we were going to start the show today. And I said, you know, I don't know if I'm going to have enough time, yada, yada, yada. Uh, do I need to watch? Can I just get by watching the first episode? And you were like, no. And right. that was definitely a good call. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm glad when you <laughs> re-agree with me. Re-agree. Um, um, also, the end of that first episode, and I can't remember, I literally just watched these, but uh, I can't remember if it was in the first episode where you hear like the voice. No, 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 no. The That's only in the second episode? episode? But it does yeah, it twice yeah, yeah, though, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. I'm glad that, yeah, because I definitely want to talk about that too. So let's let's jump into the second. And you know, funny enough, I don't even know if these episodes are titled. Do you know that? Uh, I don't see. think so. Because sometimes I kind of don't want them to be. Because it always it, gives it away, you know, yeah. Yeah, so I don't even, even with like Mandalorian, which we haven't even discussed the end of season two on Damn. here. But with shows like that, I don't even look at the title for fear that it yeah. would, uh, you know, kind of give something away. The good news is for WandaVision, it's just titled episode one, mm -hmm. episode two. Um, again, episode one comes in at a... 29 minute mark and episode two is 36 minutes so you can knock that out in a quick hour with yeah. your spouse loved one whatever friends i mean you know, even all that stuff. even kids well so far mm. i have yeah. a feeling it's gonna get I'd a little intense but that and i just don't know if they're gonna have like if they're younger than 10 oh they're gonna hate the black and white yeah thing. they're just not gonna get into yeah. it yeah okay let's talk about what we liked or didn't like about episode two okay um, right after we get back from this break. It's <laughs> my favorite thing to do. We will return after these messages. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Tyler, man, you know, there's one thing that got me through this COVID craziness. I got in the mail a couple of items from our merch store. Mm. And I got to tell you, man, this crew neck sweater is maybe one of the most comfortable things I've ever worn. The inside of it is like, I don't know how to explain it, man. I, I'm, I'm never going to take this thing off. Wait a minute. We have sweaters? I mean, you know what I'm saying. Sweatshirts. This sweatshirt is the most comfortable thing I have ever put on. I also got this like really cool trucker cap that says B-Rad on it. I mean, mm -hmm. I think if people haven't already they need to go check out our merchandise store they can find it at shop.spreadshirt.com slash that would be rad so again that's shop.spreadshirt.com that would be rad america's future can be determined by our dreams and our visions it was very for over 200 years there have been reports of giant man-like creatures from another dimension another world i don't know the most intriguing mystery on the North American continent. You are listening to That Would Be Rad. Okay. Should we take another break just so you can 
cut me off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really liked, uh, well, I have to say this. I think my favorite thing about episode two, and it's funny because I just got through going through this big diatribe about like how I didn't love the first episode, the black and white campiness, but -hmm. like it really does, it really did work for the second yeah. one. Um, and my favorite part is when he, you know, it's, it, and it's something that would totally be in, you know, if this were a show back in the fifties, this would 100% be in the plot where he chokes on the gum mm-hmm. and that, like does the little animation sequence where it's, you know, kind of black and white hand drawn animation. And it shows like the gum getting like stuck in his gears and stuff. God, dude, I that was so that great. Too, yeah. So mm-hmm. cool. Well, and I also loved how like, you know, these are two people that, let's just pretend for just a second, that they're just trying to fit into this time. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. They're just trying to fit into a weird 50s sitcom. They don't want to be known as superheroes, mm-hmm. right? And so, and and certainly uh, Vision's character, you know, doesn't want it to be discovered that he's a robot, right. you know, or whatever. And so they try their best to just be normal. And that's kind of what this, like, second episode was, is kind of them trying to conform to just the society norms, mm-hmm. right? And so I thought it was hilarious, man, when Vision, so he like meets up with these uh, guys, I, I think in the library, I, I don't remember that part exactly where it was, but it's their neighborhood watch or whatever. And so it's just a bunch of mm-hmm. guys. And his like attempt to just be one of the guys, I thought was hilarious yeah. um, and like really endearing, you know? And I loved how the gum essentially just made him drunk. <laughs> yeah. You know what right. I'm saying? Like it getting caught in the gears made him act like a drunk mm-hmm. human. Hell right. No, no, no. I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I liked that. And then leading up to the, um, like the magic show. Which that was a really cool, I, I love. Costume of hers. I did like that costume. The, I like the fact, and I thought it was a really smart way to kind of break it down where, you know, he's basically, like what he said, he's basically drunk um, because of the gum thing. And so he's kind of making all these, like, blunders and sort of mistakes, which is w- working because it looks like he's kind of putting on this act. Um, mm-hmm. And then her, because she is kind of like a witch and she has power, she's using her powers to basically uh, create... The like, illusion. Yeah, well, create like a... Yeah. a like the sur- where the surrounding looks like it's it's fake, basically right um like yeah so like the first the first illusion that they try is him flying he just starts flying mm -hmm. or floating Mm -hmm. you know and then uh she makes it look like there's a rope holding him and right or like the one where it's like like the mirrors piano and then it's like oh it's really just a piece of cardboard and uh, yeah i I thought that was really cool Mm -hmm. and it definitely felt like i mean it feels like and you know again i don't know if it's like the showrunner or Sort of who's I sort of uh, like the idea whose is it? it but you can tell that like whoever is kind of leading the charge on like at least these first two episodes has a real love for that early you know fifties mm-hmm. atomic family black and white sitcom kind of thing mm-hmm. because I mean it really is like pitch perfect the um, the design and like the the wardrobe is amazing. Yeah, man. she looks incredible. Like all the all their hair and like it's just it's so cool and so well done. And it's funny too because one of the one of the first things that I wondered when I saw the first episode was I'm one you know like going back and and kind of learning a little bit about black and white um, film or like filming movies in black and white and the things that the directors had to do differently. Oh yeah than, you know, somebody that's shooting in color, like, you know, the original Superman and all that, like, wouldn't be able to just be in front of the black and white camera with the red and blue suit that we all know. They have to have, like, suits that are, like, essentially it's um, like, different shades of gray. Yeah, it's we- like weird coloring. and Yeah, and so I wondered whenever I saw Vision, like, if, you know, they just painted him in, in different... Uh, gray tones, mm. you know, to achieve That's that, interesting. that look. Yeah. But, you know, another thing about this second episode that began to kind of give the viewer promise was Wanda kind of hears something outside. She goes to kind of investigate it like, well, what was that? And it's this like toy helicopter mm-hmm. that is red. Right. Yeah. You know? And so then that was kind of like, 
okay, man, good news. We won't have to uh, deal with it being black mm-hmm. and white for very much longer. Something's going to happen, you know. Which um, did, did, there's a bunch did of, it ever ahead, like explain like why, like what kept hitting the window and like. No, I mean the, in the scene where something's hitting like the window, the, the like tree, tree branch yeah. or whatever. Um, but that helicopter did have a. What, what did it say on it? Symbol on it. I don't it looked like a, it like almost though. like an airborne, like a shield with like a, a dagger through the middle. Yeah. I'll have to go back and rewatch yeah. that part but there was something significant and I, and I feel like I, I like knew oh okay there's a whatever mm-hmm. but another interesting part a couple of things one I know Paul Bettany or I remember him first from uh, A Knight's Tale remember oh, he was great. hilarious and just an amazing that was character. a great movie by the way oh yeah man cool soundtrack mm-hmm. you know all that so it was cool to see him be because he's played Vision all this time he's like you said very flat mm-hmm. kind of stoic and just sort of like you know, an android, right. like a robot's going to behave a certain way, not not human, despite how hard they mm-hmm. try. Well, it was cool to see him be humorous, you know, in that whole magic show, he was just hilarious. And some of the things that he did was, were just funny. So it was cool to see him do mm-hmm. that. But there are a bunch of like weird moments, like when she goes to that, I don't know what it is, tea party or whatever. And and I think this is what you were talking about earlier. The The lady that is like hosting it, First off, there's some kind of weird vibe with that lady. Big time. And then the lady gets her hand cut and it's like bleeding Mm -hmm. red. Yeah. And while that's happening or like right before that, there's this like radio signal that keeps on cutting into this like radio that's kind of close by or on a table or whatever. And you can barely hear, barely make out that it's like Wanda, Wanda, you know, with like static and all this stuff going Mm -hmm. on. And so... Again, and it's very hard to kind of, in the moment, you don't necessarily realize that, or I didn't, until like at the end when you kind of hear yeah. it again, you know? And I, and I tried to, to pinpoint like, man, whose voice is that? Is it yeah. like, you know, is it going to be one of the Avengers? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, and, you know, I, I specifically went back and re-listened to it at the end of the episode, and I was like, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not pinpointing it, but that yeah. could just be, you know like sort of a misdirection. Yeah. And it's weird too because, you know, we don't know when this is taking place. Um, it's just strange because, you know, Vision in, God, what is it? In, was it Infinity War or Endgame when he bites it? I guess it's Endgame, right? Yes. Or like the end of Infinity War, I don't remember. But did, does he, wait, does uh, he come back though? See, I don't remember, man. No, 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 that I was gotta in, go back. yeah. Uh, Infinity War. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like he's definitely gone though. Because mm-hmm. like an uh, Endgame, I think that's what happens. Thanos like pulls the the thing off of. I don't know. Which, by the way, did you notice that uh, that looks different? His the little uh, where the the stone was on uh, the Avengers movies. I mean, obviously it's in black and white, but it looks a little different than hmm. than it did in the other ones. Yeah. I so I don't I don't know if this is like. You know, pre or I mean, well, it'd have to be post, technically, right? The, like when the show yeah, takes place. Yeah, I don't know. And, unless I it just mean, takes place completely out of, out of time. Which, by the way, this is another thing that probably a lot of comic fans, if you've read the series, uh, are going to pick up on. There was an there was a there was like a little run of of the Vision, you know, and it was several issues, and it was really really great. It was basically exactly like this, which you can clearly tell that this is. They totally pulled from this run in the comics. It's set in like the, you know, modern day, but Vision somehow like duplicates himself and creates like a family. But there's that like, you know, early 50s kind of like leave it to beaver uh, innocence, you know, about his whole family. So in the comic, like it's, it's just it just shows them sort of interacting with like the modern world and you know, the kids are getting picked on at school and that kind of thing. So it's pretty much just like what we're seeing now, except, you know, there's no kids and then, you know. Although, speaking of that, man. What? See, and also like just strange stuff happens in this show. And I'm just like, what is going on? So toward the end of the second episode, mm-hmm. they get done with the magic show. Everything's hunky-dory. <clears throat> They're back at home. And she's like, Vision, is this real? And she's like, pregnant. What? I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah, man. 
And then, and so that was like, what in the world? And then like something happens. I got to go back and watch it. Oh, I'm sorry, audience. God, I feel unprepared here. But something happens and they both turn color. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like how, I, it's just, it, it does a lot to just mess with your head really in terms of like how do they fit in. And oddly enough, things in their surroundings, like the people, the other characters mm-hmm. that, that are around them don't seem to notice a lot of things. So rewinding back to the first episode when Vision saves the boss, he didn't say anything like, hey, man, you just put your hand in my throat and pulled out a piece. You right, know what I mean? Right, The wife was acting a little funny, but it wasn't like, oh, what in the world? What just happened here? How did you it's, do that? It was almost like al- they are... Almost like they're like non-player characters. Exactly. What? They're just kind of like in this world and you can't really do a lot to... Sort of shake them. Kind of mess with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Even even down to the uh, when he's hanging out with like the the guys, you know, and they make a joke about eating or something, and he's like, "Oh well, I don't eat food." And then he has to kind of like mm-hmm. backtrack and say, "Well, I don't eat food in between meals." And it's like they don't really pick up on it, and then they right, which this was a sort of a funny little little like thing that they do is like you know he would say these things and then instead of like making fun of him they just kind of kept playing it off like he was like joking you know so it would kind of flip where it's like oh you're so funny you're such a funny guy you know Um, which i thought was really cool yeah for sure and it just kind of lead leads me to believe more that potentially they're just like it's almost like they're in some sort of artificial world Mm -hmm. and maybe it's just they're like um conscience is is somehow uploaded into it or something i, I don't know man it's interesting I, I never read the kind of wandavision type comics or anything mm-hmm. it, you know scarlet witch when i was yeah when i was a kid i just didn't have any i guess dazzler was the only one that i was interested in we're gonna get so much <laughs> um, hate mail for you saying well, that. <laughs> I'll, I'll delete that but i mean she was hot. no no no, no um, she was awesome so like I and I only have like one issue ever. Well, so plus Dazzler had those deal, those guys. like uh, those like real Roller real covers though. Yeah, which was pretty cool. So, anyways, I'm I'm interested to see where they take this show. It's super like to me, it's very intriguing. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, and I just can't. It's it's weird and it nags at you. It's like I can't figure it out. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really smart writing. Actually. Yeah, absolutely. And I've got to say, I mean, even just us talking about it, it makes me want to go back and, and yeah. you know, watch it again to, to see what else I've missed, you know. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that I thought, the one thing that this reminded me of, and, and tone-wise, it's, it's completely different, um, but there was a show called Legion that came out on FX. Did you ever watch that? Legion. I know I begged no. you to, but... I, th- I think it's on... Legion. It's on FX. It, he's he's Professor Professor X's son, basically, hmm. and it is amazing. But it's there's a lot of it. Kind of gets in your you don't know how much is real or how much is sort of like just in your head. You know it it does it does a really really good job of sort of blurring the line of like what's real and what's you know not. And so. That was the thing that kind of reminded me a lot of that show. Like everything will be going great, and then there'll be like a little something that sort of like sticks out that doesn't quite belong in, you know, the '50s sort of sitcom environment. And it's like, wait a minute, what was that? And then it goes right back in, you know. So yeah, I think that's great writing. I think that stuff's really cool, and that sort of that kind of meta, like wink at the camera, you know, self awareness, like. I I, I've always really liked that kind of that trope anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do sometimes, but when that's the, like, when it becomes like overbearing, I think I did try to watch Legion and I don't know if it was the, maybe it was the actors. Dude, the actors. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I just couldn't. And, and maybe, you know, this is several years ago that that show came out. So maybe, you know, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Back then, I just didn't have the patience for it or whatever. But I'll, you know, I'll give. Dude, you got to go back. It's just like I think sometimes, you know, sometimes you sit down, you don't want to have to like have the patience to enjoy something. It should just be able to be like enjoyable. You know what I mean? And I think with that initially, I didn't have the patience for whatever reason. But I'll definitely um, 
I'll definitely give it a give it a give it. Yeah, a good. I mean, it, well, and I got to preface too, like the the second season, man, the second season. Hip, change your mind. I mean, the second season is uh, is a lot harder to follow a little bit. At least it was for me. I, you know, see what I'm. But I'm the first like, season is is in my top five of all time favorite shows. It's 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 uh, incredible. Of ever, dude, any just show. go back. The music. You still haven't watched Lost. That's why the music, why like the, you still haven't watched Columbo. And that's why the song this. choices. The, I mean, it's it's absolutely brilliant. Okay, so yeah, I'll check yeah. it out. I'll take it. And, and I think it's, uh, I think it's the same director that does all the Fargo stuff, which is also oh, one good. of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we should do a whole episode on all this, the Fargo. seasons of Fargo. Yeah, man. yeah, man. I need to go back and watch. Oh, dude, they're awesome. Watch them. So I mean, like. Let me ask you this. Do you think, and I know some of it's kind of changing now. I haven't kept up with it that much. I know a lot of the rights are being obtained and things are kind of like making a transition over to one spot for Marvel. Mm -hmm. Did we, as an audience, as fans of the movies and comics and stuff, did we miss out tremendously by the X-Men not being able to be a part of the Avengers in-game kind of... Um you know, team up type stuff. I mean, I would say absolutely. I'm a huge X-Men fan. Like, um, you know, the especially throughout the 80s into the 90s, mm-hmm. the Chris Claremont run was just... Jim Lee. Yeah, well, I mean, Chris Claremont with Mark Silvestri, Jim Lee, you know, I mean, there were several. Rick Leonardi, well, he did some New Mutant stuff, but that's like one of the greatest runs of any comic ever made just the uncanny x-men throughout the 80s mm-hmm. and 90s and so i was always way more invested in the x-men stuff so that you know when we when iron man first came out i i think that if it weren't for just the charisma of robert downey jr i don't know that it would have had the impact or or carried the weight enough to basically build the marvel universe off of yeah 100 percent um because honestly, like, you know, if we're being honest here, Iron Man was never, it was never like, oh, it's a it's a big blockbuster comic. It, it was always mm-hmm. just like, yeah, it's cool. And then, oh, yeah, he's in the Avengers. But even the Avengers, as sort of iconic as they are, you know, you, you, you know, Thor and Iron Man and Captain America, as valuable as those characters are, you know, for comics in general, just the book, like... The Avengers, to me at least, was never really anything that great. So I think, I think Kevin Feige really taking his time and really planning ahead and like creating like the the connective tissue between all these other like sort of spinoff movies to build up to, you know, by the time we got the Avengers movie, you know, we had already sort of he had already sort of laid the groundwork of all these other characters. And so it was like this big, amazing payoff that DC is still trying to figure out. And I don't know that they ever will, but to the idea of someone uh, putting that kind of, you know, TLC into a property like X-Men, I mean, it would just, it would be incredible. I mean, I feel like they've dropped Mm -hmm. the ball so much. I mean, and there's some cool stuff. I mean... Yeah. X-Men First Class, there were some cool moments. Mm-hmm. You know, the original ones. I mean, the original X-Men and then X2, you know, that Nightcrawler sequence in the White House. Yeah, that was cool, There was some man. amazing stuff. But if yeah. if it was handled like they handled the Avengers and like, and also not even just giving it the love that it deserved, but also like basically sticking with what we have in the pages of the comic books instead of... You know, I mean, in the X-Men universe, you have, I mean, there are thousands of characters, villains, like offshoot characters, random characters, like C, D, E, F level characters. But yet you have these X-Men movies where you're just bringing in these like stupid new characters. It's like, what are you doing? Out of all the, the, the comics in the world, like you have probably the most characters from the X-Men books. And... uh I don't know. There, there's just so many things that they've, yeah. they've missed. So, um, I mean, we, you and I have talked about that before, about first class. Yeah. You know, it's just hard, man. It's hard to go back and watch those movies because they're early 2000, not first class, but the original mm-hmm. X-Men movies are like early 2000s. At the time when they came out, man, 
I was obsessed. Oh, amazing. You know, because it's like, holy smokes, this is the first time you actually get to see these characters that were, like you said, man, they were far more cooler to me than, well, I'll just say I cared about them more than I did any of the Avengers, except for Thor. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I thought Thor was just mm-hmm. awesome. But outside of that, man, I really never, I was like, oh, yeah, cares, you know, but X-Men was like, oh man, you get to see them in real life. I thought they did at the time a really good job with that. I mean, there's some stuff if you go back and watch, it's just like super corny, you know, but black leather, they did kind of, or boot cut. Yeah, right? yeah <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I don't know, you know, again, if, if Wolverine would have come on the screen for the first time in his typical sort of like, yeah, oh I don't God. know if we would have, you know what I mean? It might not. Yeah. Have. But, and, and that's the, that's a perfect example of like just stupid, stupid decisions of like, just, I mean, you're already making a movie that is hundreds and hundreds of thousands of issues of these comics, you know, through the course of like, I don't know, what, 50 years. And it's like, why would you not give your audience what they've wanted the entire time? It's just, mm-hmm. and then like the, another thing that was just weird is like, you know, in the in that or those original bunch of X Men movies, you know, just odd decisions like, okay, let's make Rogue and Iceman like teenagers. It's like, why would you do yeah. that? Just bring in Jubilee, let her fill the role of of mm-hmm. the younger, you know, adolescent kid that Wolverine's going to kind of take up under his wing, which is exactly what happened in the comics. It's just weird stuff like that. I mean, and, in you know, Iceman, Bobby Drake was, I mean, he was in the original 60s cast mm-hmm. of X-Men. You had Beast, Iceman, Professor X, Marvel Girl, or Jean Grey, and Cyclops. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just like, why would you, why would you make them like teenagers and I don't know. I don't know, man. Weird. Yeah, there's some weird writing decisions. And there's a bunch of cool stuff that happened in, in first class. Yeah. Then. Like, well, I mean, I loved uh, Fassbender as Magneto, man. Yeah, I thought that too. was me brilliant. Too. And, and Macklemore um, was awesome. What's, yeah, man, as, as Professor X. I thought both of those guys just killed yeah, it, me man. Too. I think some of the other actors and stuff did a did a good job of, of um, playing the young uh, X-Men. But like you said, man, there's just, I don't know. I think because... The X-Men are, in a way, like kind of hard, I think, to bring to the big screen because of all the stuff that they can mm-hmm. do. And I don't know, I, I do think, like you said, in X2, the Nightcrawler oh stuff, I thought was amazing. And dude, it stands I, I mean, up. I think they did a great it job. It still stands yeah, up. Dude, they did a great job with that character, man. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there I go. we go in these like cycles here at my house where we'll start from, you know, the very beginning, whether that's... Iron mm-hmm. Man. We, we, we've we've watched them in all kinds of different orders, either order of release, chronological in terms of their timeline. Right. We've done it mm-hmm. all, right? And so like every, like maybe a, two months ago, we kind of like exhausted it. We're like, well, man, we need a break from, from Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And like after seeing WandaVision, I'm kind of like, yeah, dude, me too, man. I kind of want to go yeah. back, you know? Yeah, me too. So I, I will say that's that's one really cool thing, even if it's an accident on their part to kind of reignite that that need to to revisit those stories and those movies and stuff and and break out the old comics and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, as most of the topics that we talk about, we could probably go on forever and ever. Like we didn't even talk about the fact that you know the Scarlet Witch in the early movies has a pretty thick Russian accent. Oh, I forgot about that. As time progresses, she has less and less and less and less and less of Mm -hmm. one in the movies. And in this show, of course, none at all. At first I thought, whoop, that's a movie mistake. But then I kind of read a little bit about it and uh, I'm still not satisfied with the answer. I kind of think that it was uh, not the editor, what what is the name of the person on set that like the continuity continuity kind of thing. I kind of feel like they didn't review all the early movie scenes to make sure that the way she talks in in game, for example, mm-hmm. matched up because it didn't really. But who knows? I don't want to. I think this is a good place to uh, wrap her up to stop. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like if if we start up another topic, it we could go a couple more hours with uh, yeah. with like you know superhero movies and stuff. Uh, one thing I do want to say uh, coming up in March is. They're releasing the Justice League Zack Snyder cut um, mm-hmm. on HBO. Although I heard that it might the the release date might have gotten pushed oh, again. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. We'll have to look into that because I am kind of pumped about that. Oh man, 
This says, uh, actually yesterday, it says Zack Snyder seemingly okay, confirms good. Justice League will be a four-hour movie. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, I mean, you heard, like, the deal with it, right? Is it going to be black and white, man? Speaking of which, no, I think I remember no, no, reading no. something about no, that, too. No, I think sure, just the man. trailers have been black and white. But a, cool. apparently all of Joss Whedon's scenes, he totally scrapped. Oh, yeah. And, so Thank it's goodness. it's basically an entirely new movie, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. I'm pretty excited Dude, about it. F- for the rest of my life, and I'm not even joking here, for the rest of my that life, mustache. I will never, I, I don't want to say never be madder than I was when this happened, but it's going to be pretty close. I was so furious in the opening freaking scene when you see the Superman worst. and he's got a CGI mouth happening. Because, the worst. Like... Oh my! It was awful, yeah, man. It was so bad. I mean, I almost—I mean, like I wanted to get up right then, and it's not even a minute. That's sixty seconds yeah. into the movie, and I wanted to be like, "Whoop! I wasted my Dude, money." You've got you and the listeners need to go on YouTube and see if you can find. I'll see if I can find it, and we'll put it like in the show notes or something. But um, <laughs> when all when that movie came out, and there was just such an outrage, which honestly, I think twenty percent of the reason that I gave that movie so much grief was because of that because it was just so mm-hmm. badly done. It's like mm-hmm. you're spending millions and millions and millions of dollars making this, but yet your team who is creating like a this weird mouth flap, like mustache cover in CGI, it's the worst thing you've ever seen, like period. Mm-hmm. And so how there was – and see, again, this kind of – actually, I'm glad we brought this up because this goes back to why – the Marvel movies were done so well because you have a guy like Kevin Feige who, you know, talking about continuity, you know, they're planning this stuff so far ahead of like what we're seeing so that that by Mm -hmm. the time we do get to those moments, there is like a big payoff. There is, there is, there are things about it that, that feel natural and organic. And I mean, there's just, there's nothing like that for the DC universe, in my opinion. Yeah, it's almost like there's like a, they just don't have the same level of, res- it's either one of two things or a combo of both. They don't have the same level of respect exactly. for the 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 catalog yeah. and, that, and or fans, you know, uh, and that or they don't have the skill set or it's a combination of both of those things. And in either mm-hmm. case, that sucks, man, for such a yeah. like franchise, man, that is literally like, I mean, if you look at what happened with Marvel, yeah. After Iron Man, I mean, dude, there's people that have gotten paid, yeah. oh, son. Yeah. You well, know? And I'm not... No, no, no. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I'm not saying that, you know, the people under DC haven't and everything. And there there have been incredible movies and stories told. I mean, Christopher Nolan, to me, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about it, I think, on the show before. Like, number one, I almost feel like he has done no wrong in terms of movie making since he came yeah, on the scene, pretty period. Much. Um, well, a couple missteps with making Christian Bale sound like he's talking like the Cookie Monster. <laughs> Other than that, though. Well, you know, but but I will say, you know, when it happened, I was like, what? But kind of like thinking about it and making it a more realistic... Yeah, it makes than, sense logically. ...than any movie previously. Like, that's always been kind of an issue with me. It's like, so the only disguise for Superman is he puts on glasses or takes them yeah. off? Yeah. Well, I mean, right? and I'm cool with that, like, suspension of disbelief thing. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I I constantly have to sort of check myself and, like, be like, okay, like, pull back a little. Like, these are, these mm-hmm. are superhero movies, you know? Like, yeah. suspend your disbelief a little bit and let them get away with it. But, it's you know, mm-hmm. there's a few things. Um, honestly, if I look at the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight universe, to me, it's almost like he took that, the character, I mean, I mean, it's kind of a standalone thing. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he gave it like such, uh, such, you know, there's such a, like a gravity and a weight to like those movies and a seriousness, not in a way that DC does with every other movie where it's like, oh, we got to be so dark and like, oh, that's that's what's cool and that's what's like, it's like you're trying way too hard. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, look at the Avengers. Like, they're they're the characters that we see in the comics. They're not versions of those mm-hmm. characters and then just like right. like some middle schooler being like, man, we got to make these characters dark. If It, it always mm-hmm. feels like a, like a studio sort of decision when they do that stuff. Other man, Todd Snyder's... Zack Snyder. Uh, Joker was... No, no, no. 
Todd, uh, sorry. The guy that did Oh, Joker. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Todd Phillips. Yeah, so like Todd Phillips' Joker. Is that what you're talking about? Because, I mean, I thought that was... No, 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 no. I, I thought that was... Pretty No, great. that was great. And um, I, honestly, I think that it's weird. It's like... I just feel like for a movie, like I'm okay with these movies being like darker, but I just wish that like the, I wish, and again, we we probably have a lot of people out there that are annoyed with our opinions and some probably agree, but like, I kind of feel like, okay, these are characters, you know, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. These are characters that were around like in like the forties. So these are like Mm -hmm. the all American kind of, I don't know. It's just like, it just feels a little disrespectful, especially for Superman, I think, is the hardest to swallow because, like, it's like, okay, so we got to have a suit and you got to, it's got to look almost like armor and, like, you're getting rid of the mm-hmm. trunks, which annoy me, but I get it, whatever. It's like the, the dude's invincible. Does he really need a suit with, like, a... Shimmer. Well, he has a shimmer, but then it has that, like, sort of hexagon. What am I thinking of? It's, it looks like a beehive. It's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like every costume has to have that. And it's just like, geez. Uh, like Batman v Superman, I will say, and I'm definitely going to be in a minority here, but I think Ben Affleck's Batman was amazing. Like, I. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. So many people man. hated I, on I, it. I, um, really? Oh, yeah, dude. I thought he played a really good Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like, I like that era of Batman anyway. Like, he's been through it. A long it's time. It's like the Dark Knight he's, Returns, a little bit kind of version, mm-hmm. where he's just kind of like a little bit older, mm-hmm. uh, conflicted in a lot of ways. I thought he did. I thought he yeah. did well. And 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 I mean, I, I don't mind different, even just like costume changes, oh, and different takes and visions of it all. Like I, I thought his like armor suit was pretty awesome. Well, that, and that that's and straight really, from uh, Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns mm-hmm. because he and he has the armor to compete with, uh, you know, to compete with Superman, which. I thought that did pretty pretty well. I mean, yeah. I just want to see an entire movie of, you know, when Batman jumps through the window and he's taking out all those goons to get uh, Superman's mom. It was just, oh, dude, man, it was dude. I mean, that's the Batman. Yeah. And so, like, when I first heard, oh, yeah, Ben Affleck's not coming back, it's like, ugh. But, I mean, I yeah. kind of get, uh, like, the Justice League, he just felt so underpowered standing next to mm-hmm. gods, basically. But there were some cool moments. Like I will say, there were some. There was a lot of moments in the Justice League movie that I was actually like, okay, that's that's pretty cool, man. You know, I was less annoyed by that mm-hmm. movie even after the dang fake skin mustache <sighs> thing in the mm-hmm. beginning. I was less annoyed by that than I than I certainly was from Aquaman. And I mean, I. <laughs> Hope that people understand that any chance I get, mm-hmm. uh, I love to complain about Aquaman because it yeah, was just, um, frankly, it was embarrassing. Yeah. And eat, I mean, God, I, 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 I don't want to just get stuck on it, but I, I just got, I, I have to, I have to say, going back to that scene where they are in Italy, they're in this beautiful <laughs> area of Italy. Okay, it doesn't even like if you go and watch that scene. Forget about the fact that they both eat roses. Okay, maybe oh. that's a cute sort of we're not of this world decision that they made. But if you go back and watch that scene, and I'm not sure, but I'm 99% positive that they actually filmed that on location in that small city in Italy. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah. it looks like it's a set. Yeah, it does. Because of just the crappy freaking filmography, yeah. man. And it's just like, oh, you've got this giant budget. Mm-hmm. You're like, imagine being a filmmaker and literally your wish is your command essentially. Oh, yeah. And that's how you're going to mm-hmm. make it? Oh my God, dude, don't even get, I got to, I got to stop. <laughs> I, 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 the rest, like I could go on for hours about that movie and the decisions made and everything. And, you know, I like to give a lot of those movies some room to yeah, be, I think we both do. you know, not great. I liked mm-hmm. that first Superman movie actually. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me and, you know, I was thinking about what I said a few minutes ago when I was talking about how, you know, Clark Kent having glasses on and then not having glasses on, you know, who does a really brilliant explanation of that and makes it more, not necessarily believable, but understandable Mm -hmm. is that book you turned me on to, um, Superman birthright. Oh man, that's like one of the best. And I can't remember the way they talk about it, but there's this moment where, uh, Clark's mom is kind of explaining to him, you know, ways to kind of seem normal or something. There's some sort of like discussion. And I remember thinking, man, I've never 
kind of heard it explained like that and it really kind of works, mm-hmm. you know? Of course, I've always been a Superman fan because I love the the father son relationship yeah, stuff. Yeah, me too. Um, that they and, and the relationship that he has with his mom, which I think they did a really good job. Yeah, yeah. In the current Superman, Batman yeah, and kind of that three note little piano line that Hans Zimmer does. Oh, I mean, it yeah, almost man. it makes me want to cry every single time. Yeah, I, I know. Hear it. I know. I mean, honestly, I thought the Man of Steel was amazing. I just, mm-hmm. I just wish that just the costuming would have been a little more old school. It just feels like, okay, you have this this farm boy kind of thing who's this sort of, he, he's sort of fulfilling the trope of like a, you know, like a golden age era superhero. So like, do we really need him to have like, and I get the whole alien that's not an S yeah, in my I don't know. I'm kind of mixed, mixed feelings about that. It, to me, it just, I'm such like a classic, like for me, like all-star Superman, Grant Morrison and Frank Quiley. And actually I need to let you borrow those because the artist Frank Quiley, I mean, he's an, he's amazing, but he kind of does this thing with Clark Kent where he does, he like parts his hair like in the middle and he's like, hmm. he wears like clothes that are always way too big and, and like his whole posture changes, which I don't feel like you really ever see that like on the screen. I mean, Christopher Reeve, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, man. He did. I thought he did a pretty good job. But this is like, he's like, like the almost like kind of like hunched almost. And so when you see this mm-hmm. like, you know, chest out, like, you know, back arched kind of thing, it's like, oh, there's, you know, there's Superman. Uh, but yeah, I think that we've gone on long enough. <laughs> Far too long. Yeah. And not enough at the same time. Yeah, I know. I think <laughs> quick, I think we kind of... Um, one of the decisions that we made recently for our fantasy movie face-off was to kind of make a few changes to the we lineup got some feedback. a little bit. Yeah, we got some feedback. <laughs> so we're going to make a couple changes. Mm-hmm. So just know that uh, we do this in the best interest of trying to determine what ends up being our favorite fantasy mm-hmm. movie from the 80s. Yeah, still pretty disappointed in Crawl. Oh, my gosh. I guess that's it. You got anything else, bro? I think that's it, man. I just, you know, as always, thank you to everyone that comes back every week, listens to our show, you know, sends us messages on Instagram uh, or via email uh, about how much you love the show or your thoughts about the episode. You know, it means the world to us. We love to interact. We love to, you know, hear your feedback. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, uh, we really appreciate everybody hitting up our merch. Uh, We put a lot of effort and a lot of time into coming out with some cool stuff. 25 separate designs on hundreds of different items so uh yeah a lot of stuff flying off the shelves and we really appreciate all that if you want to get in touch with us we are on instagram as that would be rad if you want to send us an email old school uh we are at that would be rad pod at gmail.com again we appreciate it we thank you without you guys this isn't possible we love you we appreciate you and as always be rad that's the way
time where I just needed some sunshine You were already dead for you became a ghost You always said our future would be 